Hallelujah. What a blessing. Father, thank you for the opportunity that we have today in your presence that you guide us and bless us in the moments we have together. Let the Holy Spirit lead us and reveal to us what we need, what is good, what is necessary, what we lack, and what we need to attain and to achieve. Thank you for your great blessing, O God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, you may be seated. thank God for all the churches. Um, when Dr. Go was mentioning the names of the churches, the names themselves sound like preaching. Yes, the names of the churches sound like preaching. Powers against overpowers. That's too nice. I was waiting for fire for fire church. I didn't hear that one. Fire for fire ministries. Right. Now, we are um, sharing about um, the Respect. Respect. So, respect is a very important thing in the ministry. Not that you need to be respected or that there is anything important about you, but that respect has a way of terminating the anointing. And although you may have a lot to offer, if you do not have um, people who are res uh, respecting you so that you are in a respectful um, environment, you, you find that you may not accomplish what you need to accomplish. So I want to uh, share with you about, continue sharing with you about the respect that you should sort of learn how to um, manage respect issues. And um, when you do that, you'll find that your church can be taught to respect People can be taught to respect, to show respect, you know. And when you are taught to respect the anointing, you grow to receive more from God through anointed people. You receive nothing when you don't have respect. So in our churches, where sometimes we don't have much to show, you see, maybe you are meeting in a classroom, maybe you are meeting in some uncompleted 
uh, place. Maybe you are um, in a classroom or in a uh, canteen, you know, or your church is not air-conditioned. I've never been in an air-conditioned church, but these days people have air-conditioned churches. Your church is not air-conditioned like Jopatu's church. <laughs> and so on. You may, not, you may not feel that you have much. And so the people also, you know, a leader knows what people are thinking. You don't, they don't have to say it. You have to know what a Samway person is thinking, even if he hasn't said it. And, and, and you have to combat. Jesus was always combating what people were thinking. You see, what are you thinking that you are not saying? So respect is critical in ministry. And there are some ways by which people try to cause respect to come by dressing a certain way. They'll buy various golden things. Sometimes by driving a certain kind of car and so on. People try to attain um, respect. But I tell you that um, your ministry cannot be based for long on cars and on gold and a show of wealth. Because people respect that, but a whole lot of people also disrespect that. And the respect that that may bring not very long lasting. So it would be good for you to learn about respect and honor so that you um, learn about it and teach about it. You know, I have never used um, cars and those kind of things to get respect. I've used teaching to get respect. Yes. To get a, a, respect, a, a respect environment is, is from teaching because the natural tendency is to disrespect. If you, anybody who is just there, there will be lowering of honor and it just, it just comes naturally. You know, because we are fallen. You see, we are fallen from how we were created to be and we fell into corruption. You know, we were, never, we were never intended to be like this. We are surrounded by mosquitoes, snakes. I mean, so many things in the environment want to attack us, to kill us. Scorpions, snakes, viruses, malaria parasites. Because we are fallen orangus. All of us. Look, before we used to be with God every day. 
We never, we never struggle to see God. We never struggle for life, for our lives and our ministries. But when man fell, I wrote a book. I started writing, Those Who Fall. The first is Lucifer. Then us. And then some others. Yes. Uh, Lucifer fell from a high place and became, he changed, his name changed, his nature changed, and he was changed from being a bright angel, he was changed to being Satan, his name which meant brightness, son of the morning, changed to Satan, which means the opposer. You know, even the name changed. And when he fell, his very nature changed. And he, he, he became a horrible person and was thrown away from the presence of God. The same thing that happened to him, he offered it to Adam. Remember that Lucifer said, I will ascend, I will be like the most high. He told man, you'll be like God. Same words. And man listened to it that you'll be greater and you'll be God. And the same thing that worked on him when he ascended and tried to take over happened to man. And man also tried to become God. Do you see? And we fell. So that's why I say that we are a face, a, a, a whole world of fallen orangus. Our existence on earth should teach you what it's like to be an orangu. Now, God whom we used to see every day, now you see him in in, uh, visions. (laughs) Yes, you used to see him every day. Now you see only visions. And when you see the vision, you're not sure what you saw. Vague dreams. God, we used to see him every afternoon. Yes, now we see. We don't know what we are even seeing. We pray for a long time. We don't know if he's head. He used to breathe life into us. Now we've become like a battery that is gradually, the power is finishing to zero. Because we have cut ourselves off from the source of life. He used to breathe. And when he breathed, life comes into man. It lasted, that one breath lasted for 1,000 years. He was able to live. He was flowing. He was alive. He was full of strength. He was moving. He was flowing. Just what? So God was there ready to continue breathing. But he said, oh, he'll be okay without God. So he arose and tried to reach out to become like God. And that was the end of him. And he came down, and God asked him, go out of the garden. So now that he was out of the garden, the one who breathed life into him, he was disconnected. So God didn't give him life again. So an orangu is someone who the source of life is cut off from the source of life. Yes. And starts to fade like your phone battery. 100 down, 90, 80, 70, 60, gradually until it's over. 
Yes. That's why many orangus simply wither. Yes, they wither. And that is why a person who is not an orangu, I don't want you to be an orangu. It's rare to be an orangu. We all make mistakes. But the mistake does not need to be that you are an orangu. Because not a good state to be. Yes. Your battery will gradually go down. Rarely can you find... Look at man. Look, I mean, just look at... Uh, I mean, we, we don't live at all. Adam lived 950 years. I mean, that is... From now till... Um, if you were born now... 2021, you live to what? 3,000 and almost the year 3,000. You'll be flowing in the system. When Adam died, all these guys, Lamech, Noah, and others, they all attended his funeral because they, he was alive. He had been alive for 1,000 years. Yes. If you read about those who attended Adam's funeral, he was the father of the whole earth. No, I, I read about a place where Adam, when Adam died, all the people that attended, no one, all those people, they were all there. Yeah, because he was alive for a long, you don't die. <laughs> now look at, look at our situation. It's, it's really something. When you get disconnected from the source of life. So, you will never be disconnected from the source of life. Yes. And that is why, you know, one time, Benny Hinn was, um, I was preaching, he was also saying, it's like, you know, he, 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 thought, he listens to Catherine Kuman preaching, and then he feels alive. He feels some strength coming into him. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's like where the source is, you are not cut off from that source. Yes. So, it's not, it's not a small thing. Our state is real. It's real difficulty. All human beings are in that state. And your ministry must not be in that state if you can prevent it. Yes. Your ministry must not be like a fallen man who is cut off from the source of life, who is cut off because of pride, who is just left with little visions and faded dreams. Yes. But rather you must take opportunity of whatever God gives you. Yes. Are you listening? Yeah. You see, your ministry is expected to go from glory to glory. And it's not expected to go, 2 Corinthians 3.18, it says, we are to go from glory to glory. That means from beauty to beauty. It, it keeps increasing. It keeps increasing, not decreasing. So whatever glory your ministry has today, is expected to take up the next level of glory. And if it doesn't, it is going down. It's going down. It's going down. Yeah. 
your ministry must go from one level to another. One level to another. I cannot say that I did not preach when I was in um, secondary school. I was preaching, gospel preaching. I'm still preaching, but at another level. Yes. You'll be going from glory to glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, let us quickly go through what I believe is very important for an environment for you. And gradually, as you teach this, and your church knows this, you are going to see more of an environment to live in. Amen. Now, what are the levels of respect? All right? Respect and honor. Romans chapter 13, verse 7. Render, therefore, to all their dues... Tribute to whom tribute is due. Custom to whom custom. Fear to whom fear. And honor to whom honor is due. Amen. Now, what does this mean? It means some people deserve to be honored. And that is what we've spoken about and respected. Now, the first level of respect is when you are recognized. Amen. Now, Jesus did, was not recognized as who he was. And because of that, he was treated wrongly. In Mark 6 verse 1, they said, Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph, and Judah, and they were offended with him. So they recognized Jesus as a carpenter and as the son of Mary. They recognized him as the brother of James. All right? They recognized him as a carpenter. Okay? So it is important that you are recognized as what you are. Yes. And recognition will cause the people around you, you must, they must recognize you as what you are. So I remember when I was uh, uh, in the church and I became a pastor, I introduced myself to the church and I told them that I was now pastor, not brother. All right? So that they would recognize that this brother who is amongst them is the pastor. It's important for people to recognize who you are. All right? And if you are not recognized, you will not be, you'll be treated as something else. And of course, you must conduct yourself in a way that will let you be recognized as such. All right? So that's where sometimes titles and clothes and all these things come in so that people recognize who you are. Once they don't recognize that you are actually a, a minister of the gospel, they can treat you in the wrong way. The second level, going higher, just even knowing who you are is the first level of respect that I'm a pastor. And that is happening in your church, I believe. Number two, the second level is to where people listen to you gladly. Yeah. Your church must come to the place where 
they are listening to you gladly. In Mark chapter 12, all right, Jesus preached and was speaking and he answered discreetly and so on. And from verse 37, it says that, and the common people heard him gladly. All right? Now, those who love you and honor you are those who listen to you gladly. Respect is not just money, but it's listening to you gladly. Anybody who is sitting here listening to me gladly is showing me respect. Yes. When you sit there with your eyes closed, half asleep and half dead, do you see? It's a sign of disrespect because you will never do that in front of the queen. You will not do that in front of the president. I mean, you, you cannot. So if you are in your church and people sleep, in front of you as you are ministering. You are not like Jesus. Jesus, the people heard him. They were happy to listen to him. Yes, they were happy. And we all go where we are respected. You can tell on people's faces that they are excited to listen to you. Yeah. You know, and respect draws the anointing. Honor draws the anointing. That's why Jesus could not do miracles where people did not honor him. And one of the ways you honor someone is by listening to the person gladly. Yes. Now, I remember when I was being transferred from the Kodesh. I was given an option to choose and I had, I took, I had three choices. Adenta, was one of my choices, my options. Abeka was one of my options. And the university churches was one of my options. Yes. Because when you are at a certain level, sometimes you are given options during the transfer process. Yes. So I thought deeply about Abeka church, whether I will be there. And I thought deeply about the Adenta. Yes. Then I thought deeply about the university. Then I thought to myself that the university children, they listen to me gladly. I have comes for them. They are very happy. They like me. They listen to me gladly. They, they, they are excited. Yes. So based on that, based on that, I took a decision. I was in, I was in um, Niger. Of Burkina Faso, I took a quality decision that I would rather prefer these people who listen to me gladly. They, they respect me more. Yes. Yeah. You will always want to go near people who listen to you gladly. Bible said the common people heard him gladly. Now, if you are falling asleep here, it's like. Hurry up and finish. Hurry up and close. You should see the time. That's what it means. So sleeping in front of somebody is exactly the opposite. And you don't feel like going to talk to those people. 
because they find it, they find it boring and they are sleeping. So, what I am saying is that you must let your church listen to you gladly. And of course, you must improve your preaching so that they can listen to you gladly. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Number three. I'm showing you levels of honor. The first is recognize that, oh, a pastor. The second is listening to you gladly is also a sign of respect. Number three, change of behavior is a sign of respect. Yes, it's a sign of respect. It says, if ye be without chastisement, Hebrews 12, verse 8 and 9, if you are without chastisement, Whereof all of us are partakers, then are you bastards. Do you see? Huh? You are a bastard when you are not rebuked. But actually, it is chastisement that offends a lot of people. That's what makes people even leave you. When you rebuke them or there's some issue that you address, then you see them going off. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us and we gave them what? Reverence or respect. Now, when they corrected us, we gave them respect. Shall we not much rather be in subjection to the Father of Spirits and live? So, obedience and submission to correction is a sign of respect. And you prefer to be nearer people you can correct and people you can rebuke. You, you, there are people that are, it's a sign of respect. So, your, the church must be taught that honoring someone is not just giving an offering. The fact that you are correctable reveals great respect that somebody can say to you, stop it. Don't talk again. You are wrong. Don't talk again. You are wrong. And you, you, you subject yourself to it. He says, the Bible says, we, 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 receive, we give them reverence. We give them respect. Respect is seen in your correction. There's a lot of, a lot of respect. It is, that is where you see respect. If you ask me where have I seen the greatest disrespect and the greatest respect, it is always in the area of chastisement or correction. Yes. You call someone, thank God for the people you can shout at. You can shout, you can be angry, you can insult them, you can do anything. They'll be looking at you and say, what you are saying is true. Even you called me a frog, but you should have called me a toad. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So, there is great respect in your church when the people are correctable and they respond with reverence. But there's no respect in your ministry when when you correct 
and you say, you turn around, then they will say, eh? you get up, he says this, this and that, that, the man is like this, 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 that, and so on. Then you don't have respect. You don't have respect. Respect is not comes up, oh, yes, sir. Oh, you are welcome. Oh, thank you very much. Also, all those are fake. It's a fake Ghanaian, fake Ghanaian respect. Fake Ghanaian respect. Yes. Yeah. He said, oh, hello. Oh, good evening. Oh, you are welcome. Looking very respectful. But it's a foundful respect. The real respect will be seen when there is an issue and you are chastised and you rather give reverence because you are chastised. Yes. 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 One day I was speaking to a brother who's wife was giving him a whole lot of problems. You know, and I said, you know, how would this case have been? Because the pastor who his wife respected had died. So I asked him, how would it be like if that pastor was here? He said, ah, if he was here, he would have just waved his hand like this and the case would have ended. Yeah, he just, that would have been it. Because she has seen somebody who she respects and he also respects. Yeah. So you don't even counsel people who don't respect you. Sometimes people will call you and say, come and advise this person. I say, me? This person doesn't listen. Why would the person listen to me? Me? Who am I? Who am I? <laughs> who am I? Every counseling, just like going before every judge, the judge will say, you are right, you are wrong. One person will be told you are right. One person will be told you are wrong. It's like elections. One person will be told you've lost and one person will be told you've won. I mean, these are the only two ways. But do you respect it? Do you respect the person's decision? Yes. Do you respect the person's decision? So, gladly receiving and showing reference for correction. That's why you see respect. So, if your church is full of correctable people, not irritated and irritable people. When you say something, it's like, why? Who, who is he? What is he coming to say here? Why is he raising fire? Why is he taking another offering? Why is he doing this? Why is he waving his left? He's using his left hand to preach to us. He's holding the microphone with the left hand. He's using the left hand. Which, which hand should I use to hold the microphone? You know, in Ghana, we have a lot of fake respect. Fake. And that's why the anointing doesn't work. Because you are be preaching to people who speak about you behind your back. Who don't genuinely respect you. And who just smile at you. Oh, yes, pastor. Oh, oh, thank you, thank you. Bless you, sir. Thank you. God bless you, sir. Pastor, sir. Yes, thank you, bishop, master, God. Leviticus chapter 19 verse 30 when you change your behavior it's a sign of respect so instead of the traditional respect that we are getting let's see Changes of behavior as a sign of respect. He says, you shall keep my Sabbaths 
and reverence my sanctuary. I am the Lord. Yes. Keep my Sabbath and show respect to my sanctuary. Keeping the Sabbath according to the Lord, like even just obey that on Sundays or Saturdays or whatever the Sabbath days, you will not work. It's a sign of reverence to God. Reverence. You keep my Sabbath and reverence my sanctuary. Show respect. That's the respect you can show by adjusting yourself. Respect is not by. <laughs> How does it help us? <laughs> does it help? What are all these? Do you want somebody to be doing? Or you want the person to change their behavior? Which one is greater respect? The fourth level of honor is when people receive someone you have sent. Yes, it's a very high level of respecting. It's by receiving someone who is delegated to you. Yeah. Respect increases when you just listen to a delegated person. In the book of Luke chapter 20, He said, a certain man had a vineyard and he sent his servant after he had been away for a long time. And then he sent another servant and they beat him up and entreated him shamefully. So he himself didn't come. He sent somebody. He sent his assistant. He sent a bishop. He sent a reverend, he sent a secretary, he sent a lady, he sent a girl, he sent a boy, he sent a servant. Yes. Now, how you relate with the servant reveals how much you respect someone. Now, after he sent three servants, they beat him up. Then he said, I then said the Lord of the vineyard, What shall I do? I will send my beloved son. It may be that they will what? Reverence or respect him. They will respect him when they see him. They will respect him when they see him. Yes. You see, respect for someone is shown by the respect you show to his servant. When you respect someone who has been delegated, it shows you respect the one who delegated him. Yes. He says, perhaps when I send my son, they will respect him. Yeah. Real respect is seen how you behave to the person who has been sent. Yeah. So one of the ways I know people don't respect me it's when I see what they do to someone 
whom I have put there. That's I, I know that they don't respect. Yeah. Yeah. If I put someone there, how you do, what you do to the person, I always assume that's what you want to do to me. Or that you haven't seen me. Yeah. Perhaps when they see my son, they will reverence him. No. They didn't. Instead of It's nothing. Eh? Show respect to someone who has been delegated to you. He sent his servant. Instead of beating him, instead of treating them shamefully, respect them. When I went to Korea, you know, one of the things I learned, and I learned it quickly, was that I cannot easily see Yongicho. Yes. Yongicho. And I cannot easily talk with him. But I found out that his secretary or his administrator, I don't know what exactly she is, but she was a lady that has been with him for many years working for him. That through her, everything is possible. I, I, I found who? Because there were a number of people. Yeah. And when I found that out, I learned to respect that. When she speaks to me, I know. Yeah. When we were going to dedicate our church in the year 2001, August, September 2000, just before September 11, Yongicho was, was supposed to come. I couldn't, I couldn't get to him. There was a man who was appointed. Even sometimes the appointed people, there are even people that it doesn't work. I couldn't communicate with him. Yeah. Then I, the idea occurred to me that maybe this lady. So I called, I called Korea. It's one of the few times I called Korea. And I spoke to the lady. And I said, no, I need to know whether Yongi Cho is coming. Because, you know, we are preparing. She said, leave it to me. That was the first time I got to say, leave it to me. I'll speak to you on Sunday. Then I'll, I'll let you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was it. And she was the one. She spoke to him Sunday. She called me. She said, Dr. Cho will dedicate your church. He will do this. He will do this. He will come at this time. He will come. Finish. All the stuff. All the things went away. Yeah. And truly, it happened exactly. As, as I, and all through, she's the one I've, I've always I said, this is my channel. Because she is the one who was delegated actually to relate with us who were the board members. You see, until you respect the delegated person, if I have a bishop and somebody is there, you don't, you don't respect the person. That is it. One day, I had, you know, one of my pastors, he was in a certain foreign country, and there was this uh, troublesome pastor who was under him. I mean, not a troublesome pastor, a pastor. Now, one day, he, 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 he came to me and he spoke and said, I told him, brother, listen, there's no problem with you. The problem is with, with this guy. That is why there is always this issue. And he was saying, no, no, when he did that, maybe there's something wrong with his way of leading or the way he's... I said, no, there's nothing wrong with the way he... There's something wrong with that guy. It's only that he hasn't seen me personally to manifest those things. But anyway, I could see that he was very discouraged. So, you know, he left that place anyway. Then, 
I think some months or a year or so later, I had to go to that town. Not in Ghana. So I called. I said, brother, I'm coming from Ghana. And I'm passing through this town. I'll be there at this time on this day. So I'll see you there. Okay, no problem. I flew like a bird from Ghana <laughs> to that town. Do you see? And I was going to be there for just a short period. So I said, I'll meet you guys. I need to have a meeting. When I got there, he was not there. I thought maybe the time, there's a problem with the time, 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 time. It was around 5, 6, so I waited. And then around 9, it was raining. I decided to make a phone call, and I called the brother's house. When I called him, uh, the wife said, oh, he's, he's gone out. I said, he's gone out? But I'm here. I've flown. This is the brother who was causing problem at the other side, but the guy was not sure. And I kept telling the guy that he has not seen me. He wants to manifest on me. What he was doing to my servant is just that he hasn't seen me. His wickedness and his disrespect to my servant is the same thing that he wants to manifest on me. Only that he hasn't seen me. And this pastor, you know, one of his common things is he, he looks peaceful and very quiet and respectful. Then he will ask me a question. He said, is there anything you have to say about the church? It's one of his favorite questions. Is there anything? So as we visited us in church, in preach, is there anything that we need to change? Is there anything that we do? This is how he always talks to me. But to my delegated servant, always there's an issue, there's a meeting, there's a discussion. Anyway, this was the day when his hiding and his ways were to be exposed. So when I, I said, he's gone out, but I'm here waiting. Then suddenly she said, oh, he's just opening the door, he's coming in. I said, no, let me speak to him, let me speak to him. So I called the brother, I said, are you aware that I've flown from Ghana to come and meet you here? He said, oh, yeah, yeah, but he had, a, first of all, he wasn't feeling well. And then also, somebody had a, a, a funeral or somebody died, something happened. And so, he went to visit the family. Something that happened some earlier. So I said, ah, do you realize the importance of being here as I've flown like a bird to come here? Then he said, ah, are you not the one who said that when people are bereaved or there are issues, you have to visit them and so on. It's like I should make up my mind whether I, I, you should visit people or I should do this. I say this that at the same time I'm saying you should also do this. Hey! Then I grew wild on the phone. I said, this guy, you are finished. Yes. Yeah, he manifested. You see, all he was doing toward my servant, somebody I sent to him, he was trying to do it to me, but he didn't see me. And that's why Jesus said that. You send your servant, you send your servant, you send your servant. How they treat him, the without reverence, reveals really that you do not respect. Really. And that's why when you mistreat God's servants, God's men, it's actually you don't respect Jesus himself. That's a very wild thing. You don't respect Jesus. Yes. You are saying that he was a fool when he made this man a pastor. He didn't have sense to know this is not the type of person that should be a pastor. He's a fool to have even made him a founder of a church. 
That's what you are saying. Yeah. So I tell you, you need to, I mean, watch how people relate to people that are sent. Yeah. That's the real respect. Honor is not something that's all. <laughs> and there's some people who, some will lie down. I said, look, get up from the floor. Get up and stop this fake type of respect. Eh? When you lie down for somebody to walk on you, it's not, it doesn't mean you are respecting the person. Because as you're on the floor, you'll be pulling your knife out from the, from the side. Number five, the next level of respect is when you are honored when you are not present. Yes, if I honor you in your absence, that's really respect. Like, I can't, I can't hear you, but you are showing me respect. That's respect. That's respect. I'm not there. And everything you do is respect. When somebody calls me, oh, Doug is, I mean, Doug is just, I mean, um, say whatever. And someone says, don't use that, don't say Doug, that I, I, I'm not comfortable with it. I was told that somebody would say, Nick, what I said, don't say that, I can't, don't, you don't call him, it's not your classmate. In your private world, you don't call people, there's a way you show respect, even in your private life. Yeah. The way you talk, it reveals real respect. It's not this sheepish smile. Give your neighbor a sheepish smile. One of those uh, funny, re- found full respect smile. We have a lot. Stop pretending that you don't know how to do it. That's what we've been doing. We know how to do it. But after today, you say, hey, stop, stop that smile and let, let's be real. Yes. Get up, get up, get up, get up. Stop all these things. Matthew 27, verse 51. And when evening was come, Joseph of Arimathea went to Pilate and begged the body of Jesus. All right? And when Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean cloth and put it in his own own tomb. All right? Um, You see, Joseph of Arimathea is the best example of someone who shows you honor when you can't even see it. Because now he had nothing to gain by identifying with Jesus Christ. Because Jesus has died the death of a useless criminal. He's been thrown away. Everybody has heard of his shame and his disgrace and he has been thrown out of town. And here comes Joseph of Arimathea saying, I am one of them. Can I have the body? A body which cannot hear. A body which cannot see. A body which cannot say thank you. A body which cannot notice. But Joseph of Arimathea recognized Jesus and honored him even at a time when Jesus himself could not see what Joseph was doing. 
That's why it's written in the Bible for all time. What he did. When there was nothing to gain. All this from full respect. Fake respect is always to get something. The favor of the person. Yes. But Joseph of Arimathea was risking his life. By even identifying with Christ. When you are not in a person's presence, that is when you show respect. Oh yes, that is the next, the fifth level. Is that you see that, wow, a person is not here, but you are very, no, don't, the person, somebody is talking, and say, please, I beg you, if I'm not, don't talk, this, this talk, I, I, I don't accept it. Yes, in my room, don't say. Or your wife says something, or your husband says something, please, please, not this topic. Cannot work. Yeah. No, excuse me. Yeah. But you find people. <laughs> Thank you. Sometimes they line up when you are coming to preach. They will all be like. Let me say. <laughs> but they will not change any behavior that you see. Yes. Oh, yes. They dress beautifully. Wearing dresses nicely with uniform, uniformical type of sports. <laughs> Line up giving you praises. But if you teach them certain things, do this or do this, oh, never, they will never do it. Never do it. You show respect by changing your behavior. Yes. And you show respect even when the person is not there. Yeah. Now, are you not sometimes surprised when you see people announce that they are getting divorced? Sometimes when you see them in church, it's like, ah, this is a very nice couple. Hey, but the sister is very humble. She's very humble. <laughs> She's very humble. Very soft. Very tender. Hey! The disrespect. Sometimes you hear certain things that people can say. You know, one time a, a pastor said to me, I prefer to stay, rent a, a room somewhere than to stay with this Christian wife. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. As, I was, as he was describing, I was looking at the sister. She was sitting in front of me. She looked like an angel. She looked like an angel. But see, the respect issues, they come when you are out of sight. But when you are there in church, it's like, oh, yes, Bishop, yes, Bishop. Will you do what you are saying? Yes, Bishop. Yes, Bishop. Some of them have baby voices. Yes, Pastor. Yes, Pastor. Yes, Pastor. Yes. Yes, Pastor. By the grace. By the grace of everything that you say. Bishop, you don't know him. You don't know him. But because of what you said, I'll do everything. Yeah, you the pastor, you, your heart is When they get home and she removed the wig, when she removed the wig down to the ground, and you see another behavior. <laughs> she removed the wig, removed the earring, removed the chain. And then, yes, you see another behavior. So, respect is something we see when you are not there. 
sitting in front of me and speaking very respectful words and your voice is like a child's voice. Pastor, thank you for... When you finish counseling them, she will give the thank you speech. I want to thank you. I want to thank you for... Bishop, I want to thank you for calling us in the first place. I really appreciate it of your love for us. You have always been concerned about our lives. From the very beginning up till today. I thank God for your life. And I promise you, all that you have said, we will do it. It's not easy in the marriage. But God's power is with us. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you very much. <laughs> But you cannot believe the words that can come out of this person. You cannot believe it. You cannot believe it. You cannot believe it. You cannot believe it. So Joseph of Arimathea, he had nothing to gain. Jesus was not going to become a king. Jesus was not going to be this. They have finished his funeral. He's declared dead. It was a body, a dead body that he was showing respect to. Yeah, he treated the body with such respect. He was, I mean, this is a good person. This is an honorable person. It mustn't be disgraced. It must, it must be honored. Even the dead person who cannot see, cannot say thank you, cannot do anything. Even that one, after this is where I'm here. This is where I'm showing. Joseph of Arimathea said, This is where I'm showing my respect. When the person cannot see and people cannot see what it is, that is where I will give my respect. Yeah, that's real respect. And you see, every church member is in our presence for maybe two hours. After that, they are out of your presence. So if a person doesn't learn how to give respect, when you are not in a person's presence, then he will not learn the real respect because it's only for a short time that the pastor sees you. So every pastor must learn how to observe people when they are not watching you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Watch them when they think no one can, no, when they think you are not looking in that direction. You see them talking in the different, and when they say, oh, yes. Someone said, I've never seen a lady, she told me, I've not seen a, a group of people more duplicitous than Ghanaians. Duplicitous than Ghanaians. Duplicitous. Uh. Uh. All right. Now, the sixth level of honor is giving sacrificial gifts. Yes. Malachi chapter 1 verse 6. Giving what? Sacrificial gifts. A son honoreth his father and a servant his master. If then... I be a father. Where is my honor? 
And if I be a master, where is my fear? Saith the Lord. Oh, ye priests that despise my name or that don't respect. And you say, why have we despised thy name? Or where, where, where did we show? How did we not show you respect? How did we not show you respect? Hmm? You offer polluted bread upon my altar and you say, wherein have we polluted you? In that you say the table of the Lord is contemptible. And if you offer the blind for sacrifice, is it not evil? And if you offer the lame and the sick, is it not evil? Offer it now unto thy governor. Will he be pleased with thee or accept thy person? The next level of honor is to present sacrifices and gifts. Yes, if I respect you, why? You respect me. Where is my honor? Now, you see, this is just a level. It's the sixth level. But before that comes all these other levels of honor that I have gone through. Now, people do not give gifts and sacrifices because, number one, they are too busy. Yes, to present it. Oh, I don't, I don't have time. Number two, there are many people who expect to receive gifts but don't expect to give. Now, every pastor here, every founder, whatever your church is called, pastors expect to receive gifts. But what about you giving a gift. Yeah. The third reason why people don't give sacrificial gifts is because they are self-absorbed. Yes. And indifferent to the greatness of another. They can't see greatness in other people. But it's time for you to start to see greatness in other people. Amen. Another reason why people do not honor others is because they feel they don't have disposable income. Hmm? They don't have what? Disposable income. It's like, I don't have anything to spare. Are you with me? Yes. Now, You never be honored till you learn to honor. And it is one of the ways to honor. But it's not the only way. There are times people have tried to honor me and I'll say, you know, the best thing for you in terms of you to honor is to change your behavior. That would be the great, great honor that you'll be doing. Is change your behavior, like I said. Or the best way to, for you to honor is don't talk about me behind my back. Yes, that is, I've shared all these ones. You see, you, 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 when your mind is on money, you make a mistake. Honor is not only money. Honor is many other things. Yes. The fact that you can't talk about me behind my back in a negative way, you can't. That is one of the greatest respect. It's higher than giving somebody money. To me, he said, no, no, please, don't go there. Bishop Oedipo said that if Kenneth Hagin was alive today, he would still be serving and honoring his ministry. Benny Hinn said the same thing about Catherine Kuma. He said if he was alive, she was, there was something he could, he could do, he would honor her. 
all the time. Yeah. But there comes that time, and I'm speaking to pastors who are often not respected in your own church. Sometimes you want your church members to realize, do you realize what I do for you? Do you realize what I do for you? Do you realize what it costs? Do you realize the implications? <laughs> but they don't realize it. They don't realize it. They don't realize it. And you see, if you listen to what I'm saying, you realize that every pastor is also having someone above him. Sometimes I tell people that, you know, a time will come, you won't have anybody to give anything to. A time will come. I, 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 I cannot give any seed to Bonke. It's not there. It's not, within these two years, all of them have Fred Price. I remember one day Fred Price came to Ghana and I had an opportunity to meet with him. And I prepared an offering and something happened. This was going to be my first and only, well, I didn't know maybe that it would be like virtually the only time. I saw him again after that. But it was like, this is it. This is it. And somebody did something and said something and there was a problem. And I, I just decided, no, I'm not going to go there. Then something occurred to me. Maybe this will be your only chance in your life to honor this man from whom you are being blessed. So I, 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 I decided to ignore my head. Yeah. I've also been hurt. I decided to ignore my head and honor. You want somebody to honor you, but you don't honor anybody. You want somebody to honor you, but you don't honor anybody. No, 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 no. Teach your church members to honor. Don't expect to receive, but you don't give. Let the people know that it is real, that your honor is real. Yeah. They will all follow. They will, all, they, they will turn to you and say, but you, are you not our pastor? We have to honor you also. Yes. You know why no one gives you anything sacrificial? Because you don't give anything sacrificial. You give things as rituals. Oh, we have to go and say, hey, you know this man, yeah, you have to find something, you know, hey, otherwise, uh, you know, hey, what they were like. How many have heard people talking like that before? Raise your hand like this. Raise your hand. At the back, I can't see your hand. Yeah. Is it, there's a type of talking. Yeah, I heard people talking about one man. Hey, this man, he likes money. So you better find money or whatever. If you are going there, you don't have money, this and that. You have to be careful of the way you speak. How does it help if you say that somebody likes money and you take money to the person? <laughs> so, all through ministry, I can see why people are not honored. Because they have not learned to honor. Yeah. One day I went to visit uh, someone in a country far away. And I preached for the person. You know, I did a lot of other things also. When I left, one of the things that I learned by meeting with this pastor was that he did, he, this was the first time that he had related with somebody like me. And I realized that 
he, was, he has a good heart. And he's a good pastor with a lot of members. But he doesn't know anything about honor. And I was sure of one thing, that he's not honored in his church by his people. Yeah. So I just prayed that, oh, maybe one day he will learn more about honor. Yeah. And I think he did. Because one day, about two, three, four years later, he came to see me and said, no, I feel so embarrassed of what I, how I behave. Nothing bad, but just how I didn't, maybe how I didn't behave. <laughs> and he came to see me in another way. And I smiled to myself and I said, oh, he's learning that thing. And you will learn it that in your church, eh, no one will ever also honor you in a certain way because you do not honor people. Yeah, it's just the way it is. It's just the way it's mysterious. It's mysterious. He said, if I am your father, where is my honor? Honor. Where is my honor? You despise me by bringing me sad goats. Yes. You, you despise me by bringing me sad goats. How does this goat help? So, honor and respect. All right? You have to see it in yourself. Because all of us generally tend not to respect and tend not to honor. It's like naturally, we, we just, we are some way. But then we notice when people are some way towards us. Yeah. If you rise up and you dishonor me, I mean, you have taught everybody around you to dishonor. That's what you've shown them. This is the way to do it. And they even learn from you how to do it. Now, let's go on. The next level of honoring is to think properly about a person. Think in a certain way about a person. In Mark chapter 6, we see the famous passage in the Bible where Jesus was not honored. And they said, from whence has this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him? That even such mighty works are wrought by his hand. Is not this the carpenter, the son of whatever? And they were offended. And Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country. Now what honor, what, what without honor was there? It was their thinking. They were thinking, but are you not this? Are you not this? Are you not? That was the dishonor. That was the disrespect. They were thinking in a certain way about Jesus Christ. Are you not a Mary? Is Mary not your mother? Ah. Joseph, are you not an apprentice? Ah. But your, are these guys not your brothers? So the thoughts that they were having was the dishonor. So Jesus, Jesus responded to their thoughts and said that a prophet is not without honor except only in his country. So the lack of honor, the lack of respect was in the mind of the people. And their private speakings when they say, but this guy is not this, but this guy is not this, but this guy is not like this. So the thoughts you have and the way you process and the way you think about somebody reveal the first line of disrespect that you have for a person. Yes, the thoughts that you have. 
that are flashing through your mind. Yeah. They are not thoughts that elevate the person as you are thinking. They are not thoughts of admiration. One day I met a, a young man. He said, I know all my pastor's sermons. I know every, I said, because I asked him, are you not going to church? I said, no, I'm not going. And he said, why? Because I know, I know all his sermons. He said, I've been in the church for 15 years. I know everything that he preaches. He said, when you talk this way, you have lost respect. Your way of thinking is showing that you are not thinking well and you are not respecting and you are not honoring. When I am ministering to you, don't analyze my temperament. Don't analyze my father. Don't say my father was like this and so I am like this. Yes. This is this whatever. Don't say I am a gun. Don't say I'm half caste. Don't say I'm not a Ghanaian. Don't say I'm a white man. Don't say I'm an obroni. Don't say any of these things. All those things reveal that your mind is not working well. Yes. Is he not a Joseph's son? Is he not a Mary's son? Is he not a this? Is he not his brother? Is he not the all the way of your thinking? It reveals that you have no respect. And Jesus said, I am without honor. These people all around, they don't, they don't have honor for me. And no power can work here. That's why you see, when you bring so many church members to your house to come and wash your things. To come and iron your things. To come and even stay in your house. And to come and be so close for them to know so many things. For them to, when he's eating, as he's preaching, he say, hey, as this man is preaching, the stomach is full of contumely as he's there. The stomach is full. The yam that he has eaten this morning before he came to church. It uh, is not necessary. He likes eggs. He likes eggs. <laughs> he likes eggs. <laughs> yeah. It's because you brought them to the house. Yeah. You brought them to the house, so they're now analyzing you. They are analyzing you. They are too close. Too many people are in your life. This one comes to do this. This one is washing your thing. This one is ironing your thing. This one is cooking for you. This one is doing this. This one is doing so many things. And you see that they don't, they don't even respect you. Yeah. They are thinking so many thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. They don't, they don't respect you. I say, well, this man, huh, this and that and that. When you even counsel them, they'll say, but you also have problems in your marriage. You also have problems in your marriage. We had you quarreling the other day, but we could hear, we could hear from outside. We could hear you were talking loudly, you were speaking, you were saying so many. Yeah, we heard it. It is the way you think eh, that is revealing that you, you don't respect. And you see, you have to drive out, number one, by teachings and preachings, and also by people should know not so much. You know, you must also be mysterious. Yes, must be mysterious. Yeah. All through my ministry, there are certain things I don't know. So we want to come and see that. Don't come to the house. When you come to the house, one, one guy, he went to the pastor's house. When he left, I said, I'll never pay tithe again. Hey. <laughs> really? I will never pay tithe again. 
And they were asking why. He said, because I saw a satellite dish in the house. <laughs> Those days, satellite dishes were not common. I saw a satellite. Gadgets. <laughs> yes. So you, you have to be careful. Yes. You have to be careful. In fact, people are just looking to find, know something about you. This man, he likes oil in the stew, a lot of oil. He eats oil like soup. He likes pepper. <laughs> hey. He likes fish. He likes fish. That's why he's a fish. As you are, I'm sure the fish are swimming in the stomach. <laughs> Not too close. Not too close. Stay there. Stay there. Stay there. During funerals, if there's a funeral, people come to the house, you'll be shocked. They'll be looking at all the things in the house. One time, I remember a funeral, the people came to the house, the pastor's house. One was saying, that, so, so the cars, so this car, this, so this, whatever, so... Was that this, this and that? I mean, talking, thinking. You would think that you know, when they come, <laughs> before they finish counting the cars, they are counting the cars with their right eye. And they are looking with the left eye, counting the cars. Is a lie. Is a lie. Respect eh, is not as you think it is. Let's look for real respect and let's teach our people so that you think in a certain good way. Yes, you think in a certain good way. Yeah, your thinking reveals your respect. Yeah, it reveals your honor. In fact, the thoughts of these people about Jesus' family was the lack of honor. I mean, that is where in the Bible it shows it was able to stop power. Thoughts of the person's family. Yeah. The analysis of the family. Yeah. The brothers, the sisters, the house, the wife, the child, the days, the food, everything. All right. Now, the next level of honor that you need to watch out for and preach for is adaptation. Respect is seen in a person's adaptation. Yes. The person who adapts to you is showing you respect. Yes. In Genesis chapter 41, verse 9, Pharaoh sent and called Joseph and they brought him hastily out of the dungeon and he shaved himself and changed his raiment 
and came in unto Pharaoh. She did what? He did what? He shaved himself, okay, and changed his clothes. He adapted. He adapted. Respect is shown when you adapt yourself. It's shown by Joseph adapting himself to Pharaoh. Since I'm going to see Pharaoh, I'll shave. I've been having this um, beard in the, in the prison. His beard was long. But to see Pharaoh, he decided that he would shave. And then bath and change his clothes. Yes, that was the sign. So when you adapt, it reveals your respect. That is why if you are respecting someone, you adapt to the person, not that the person adapting to you. Your church members must adapt to you. Yes. If you are their pastor and they respect you, they should adapt to you. People who want to relate with me have to adapt to me. Yeah. Because, for instance, if you say, you send me email, I don't use email. You can send million emails. I'll never read it because I don't read emails. Years ago, I stopped look, having emails. So, I've sent you an email. <laughs> Sorry. You adapt. And if I say the only way you can relate with me is email, because I have one person who I relate with as a father. He, his, his only way you can reach him is email. Yeah. So, because of him, I send email. I mean, I find a way of adapting something that I don't do, but for him, I do it. Yeah. One time when he was not well, his wife called me and said, I want, he said, you are very special to him. Yeah, he, he prays for you. You are special to him. I said, when I hear him praying, he mentions your name. He prays for you. Far away. Far away. Because I have adapted to him. This is email that you don't. Something I don't do. But, but, you have, have to, but I'm going to see Pharaoh. Since I respect Pharaoh is so great, I will change my things. I will change how I am. How I look. How I present. How everything about me. I change it for you. Because I respect you. Yes. So adaptation reveals respect. Oh yes. Oh yes. When I when I went to Korea, Yonggi Cho would do certain things. We all adapt to what he's doing. Yes. Adaptation is all over the Bible. Yeah. And adaptation is one of the ways. You want to see that somebody respects you, see how the person adapts to you. Yeah. Somebody even waits, uh, he, will, he will be here till 2 a.m. I'll wait for him. I know that I'll get to speak to him at 2 a.m. Yeah. He's actually adjusted. Normally, you, don't, you are asleep by 2 a.m. So, but because of you, because I respect you, I will be there at 2 a.m. I've, I've adapted. I've adapted to night. One day I employ somebody, and I, after I employ them, I realize he doesn't respect me. 
I gave him some contract that he should make windows. So, when he was doing the project, I said, meet me please on Sunday. No, 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 no. I didn't work on Sundays. I said, I work on Sundays. I'm the one paying you. I'm the one giving you the contract. I work on Sundays. You work on Monday. I don't work on Mondays. I work on Sundays. So you adjust your working to me. Any worker of mine who cannot work on Sundays cannot work for me. Because I don't work on Mondays. I, don't also, I also don't work on Monday. I also work on Sunday. Because I'm a pastor. I'm not a pilot. I'm not a banker. I'm not any of these things. Do I look like a pilot? I, I'm not any of these things. <laughs> Adapt to the one you respect. You're going to see Pharaoh. You change. You change. Change your clothes. Change something you, you don't like. You, do, you like beard. Personally, these modern beards that have come are not, they are not attractive to me. Yeah. This, yes, whatever. <laughs> it's not attractive to me. <laughs> oh, yes. But you, you see that it's a new star that has come. Muddy beards. <laughs> Number one, Ruth adapted to Boaz. That's how she got her husband. Yes. In Ruth chapter three, Ruth adapted. I'm showing you adaptations in the Bible. Ruth adapted. And Naomi, her mother-in-law, said, that's an experienced woman. My daughter, shall I not seek rest for thee, that it may be well with thee? Is Boaz not our relative? Behold, he winnoweth barley tonight. Wash thyself. Wash everywhere. Anoint thee. Read your Bible, please. Don't, don't be shouting. Be reading the Bible. Let's read the Bible together. Anoint thee. Put thy raiment upon thee. Change your clothes. Huh? And then get down to the floor where he is located. And make not thyself known unto the man until he has done eating and drinking. Let him eat and drink first. She adapt yourself. Change. You see, he will eat. When let him eat. Let him drink. Change your clothes. Anoint you. Wash every part of yourself. <laughs> and it shall be when he lieth down, thou shalt mark the place where he shall lie. And then thou shalt go in and uncover his feet. Don't uncover the chest. Don't uncover it. Only the feet. Lie at his feet. And lay thee down. And he will tell thee what thou shalt do. have stopped adapting themselves to their husbands. When he goes to lie down, they will not lie down at the same time. (laughs) 
When he goes to lie down, they will never lie down. When he gets up, they will lie down. When he lie down, as if they are playing, uh, what game is it? Musical chess. So, oh, I'm a night person. Why he said day person? So I'm a night person. He said night person. I'm a day person. I'm a day person. Who should adjust? Yeah. It's the one who is humble and the one who is showing respect. Yes. If it was a, one of these girlfriends, you think she when, when the man is going to bed, she will not say, ah, she's also excited to go to bed. That is what she would do. Yes. yes. She fully adjusted. Yeah. Respect. But the modern proud wives. Ramasakata barada barada. Yeah. <laughs> Naomi told her, wash yourself. You see them, they don't bath. Yes. Gone out the whole day. And you know, based on your anatomy and architecture, that you need to wash more than even others. Oh. Yes. Are you listening? Yes. That's why Ruth got a wife, got a husband. That's why she got a husband. She adapted. You adapt to the person. She showed respect to him. Showed respect to him. And your church must begin to adapt. Yes. When I started having camp meetings, at first they said, you know, people finish work on Friday. So we can start a camp on Friday evening. And then Saturday, and then Sunday. So at first, that is what I would do. But at the point I said, no. I can come on Monday. You see? (laughs) So I want to start the camp on Monday and Tuesday. And then after that, I'll go somewhere and have a camp on Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So at the point I said, no. If you come, you come. And that's when I started to have camp. Any day, any day, at any time, Yes, and the people adapted and adjusted themselves, and they came. So, you see me Monday morning in London, somewhere in the UK, with people who work in the UK. The whole camp is full at 9 a.m. Everybody is there. Yes, full, fully adapted to my schedule when I can come. That's, That's the people that respect you. Yes, they've adjusted themselves. I recently had a, a camp meeting. I invited one of my denominations. And I said, be here. Be here. I gave them time. I gave them notice. I said, all pastors should come. When they came, after the first session, second session, I said, all those who are not here, how many were they? And I saw all these pastors are not. I said, I will not have them to be pastors again in my church. I don't know if they should not be. Because they don't respect me. They will not come. They will not say that they are... They are not coming. Why they cannot come? They do not adjust themselves to anything that I'm doing. So, out. That's a goodbye. Thank you. It's nice. I don't need to govern the whole world. Yes. Respect is shown by your adapting of yourself. And Ruth adapted herself. And she got a husband. Coolie. Nobody wanted to marry. 
Polygamy, you see, when you, if you, it is because it has been mentioned as something that we shouldn't do. That is why some people even think of doing polygamy as, I mean, a good thing. You know, it's because it's been mentioned as not a good thing. But if polygamy was allowed, most pastors would still marry only one person, even if it was allowed. Because it is actually a burden to take another woman. Think of all the issues you have with one. How much more if it's times double? And then three, four. With different issues. <laughs> Assorted problems with varieties. Uh, go back, go back, go back. Go back. <laughs> yes. Adaptation. It reveals respect. Yeah. So as you go back from this conference, just be looking for adaptation. So no change. No, you don't, you don't adjust to what time we say. If your pastor is a lay pastor and he can only come in the night to preach, I expect you to be there. Why? You are, you are, the, you are the whatever. And that's what they are doing. And there was a time we had lay pastors. So we had what we call night schools. That we do the school in the night till late. And we expected to be there. You expected to be there. That is, that is it. You adjust yourself. People will come, have closed uh, meetings 4 a.m., 5 a.m. And they are all there. Then they close 5 a.m. They are going home. Some will even travel to Kumasi. And Tamale. They come for me. They adjusted themselves to my time. I told them I'll be there on Tuesdays. That's how they were trained to be pastors. By adapting themselves, you were showing respect to the anointing and to the word of God. Now, Esther adapted herself to her new husband. Yes. When every maid's turn was come, and, and, and the whole marriage of Esther was based on respect. Yeah. In Esther 1.20, when the king's decree which he shall make shall be published throughout all his empire for it is great all the wives shall give to their husbands honor both to great and small that is small husbands will get honor and great husbands will get honor we have small husbands and great husbands and if you are married to a small husband he also has to get his honor <laughs> Now, how did Esther um, adapt? How did she adapt? In Esther chapter 2, verse 12. After she'd been there for 12 months, six months eh, purification, six months with oil of myrrh, six months with sweet odors, and with other things for the purifying of the woman. Then thus came every maiden unto the king, whoso whatsoever she desired was given her to go with her out of the house of the women. 
Wow. So, she was bathed with oils for six months of this medicine, six months this medicine, six months this medicine, all for the king. So that when she appears to the king, we'll see whether he likes her. Yeah. Now, you can't, when somebody comes to the church, wants to be a pastor, you see, the person must go through six months oil, six months mare, six months purification, and go through training. It is when you are full of rebellion that you appoint rebellious people to be pastors. Yes. Appointing people that have not been adapted cannot make the person a good leader. When somebody comes with a certificate from this school, that school, whatever, it doesn't mean the person will be good for you. The person has to adapt. If the person came to an Akazo school, comes to your church, so I'll be your assistant. It doesn't mean he will be a good assistant because he has to adapt to you and adapt to the church. And adaptation takes time to bath you in whatever. And you have to be adapted to God. In fact, I, say, I would say adaptation to God is one of the main things. Because God is really trying to adjust us. He's trying to adjust us. He's trying so much. He's trying to adjust you to make you more loving, forgiving, pure, holy. All these things is working on you. And when he has adjusted you, they say, okay, you can be my wife. You can be my bride. Yeah. This is God. He's working on us. He's working. A lot of ministry is actually training. Yeah. You know, all through the disciples were preaching whilst Jesus was around. But it was their ministry had not started. They were not even anointed. It was later that they became anointed. So a lot of what we think is ministry is training. It's our training. And it is your being adapted to God. So people must become adapted. You must be changed and become what you are supposed to become. Yes. So to be a wife, Esther had to undergo major changes. Most women will be disastrous without training. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. If you are not trained, you are not likely to be good, to know how to be. That's why you see Naomi had a way where she told, do this, do this. She, she told her to bath. She told her to bath. I don't want to say certain things here, but you know, she told her to bath. Yes. I remember a certain lady. She was, she was into hats, dresses, I mean, sports, really making herself beautiful, especially for things like weddings, funerals, church services, whatever. I mean, when you see her, say, this is it. This is it. It has arrived and this is it. But her husband had stopped having sex with her. A, a new marriage, you know. So when you go into it, when he went to it, it was like he said, you know, I don't want to say because there are children here. But it's like, you know, I cannot navigate. The navigation is difficult. Yes, it's, it's, it's too much. And you see that the issues have to do with such issues like Esther and others. There's a certain adaptation. It's just not there. Yes. 
And until you adapt, you are useless. Hosea 7 and verse 8 says, Ephraim is a cake not turned. A cake that has not been fully baked. Not adapted. Ephraim is a cake not turned. You haven't yet been fully baked as you should be adapted from raw, raw flour. Not being baked with heat here and there and made the way we like. Ephraim is a cake, not turned. You are not well baked. You are not well baked. And because you are not well baked, you can't be well used. Yes, you can't be well used. And so you are being adapted until God is okay with you. Then he will use you in his vineyard. He will use you. Joseph was useless to Pharaoh until he shaved and bathed and changed his clothes. Yes. One day I called a brother. I said, you know, his teeth, the middle, one of the teeth was out. So when he smiled, a very nice brother, you get the feeling of Dracula. (laughs) Do you see? You get a Dracula feeling. Yes. Now, I told him it will affect your ministry. It will affect your ministry. And nobody will tell him. People will be laughing with you, smiling. I took him myself. Yes. I took him. Not only him, different people. Yes. My mother always used to tell me, she looks at people's teeth. She also used to comment, this person has beautiful teeth. This one has nice teeth. This one has That's what she used to notice about me. Yeah. Yes. Ephraim is a cake not turned. You wonder why God is not using you for certain things. If you've not finished adapting you to that anointing, what he's going to use you for, he's not finished working on you. So you change, you change, you change, you change, you change. Then say, ah, Ephraim is a cake not turned. Yeah. Vashti, number three. She was an older wife, tired of adjusting herself. Yes. Hmm? When her husband called her to come and show herself to the party people, she said, yeah, that's all. I'm not going. I can't come. I'm tired. I'm sleepy. It's cold. And she did not adjust herself. Amen. So, adaptation, very important. Another realm is adjusting to your type of food. Yeah. Sometimes, you have to even adjust your food. When in the book of Daniel, chapter 1, verse 4, the Bible says, 
choice children in whom was no blemish. And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat and of the wine which he drank. So that nourishing them three years, that at the end thereof, they might stand before the king. Yeah. Even food that you eat may have to adjust it to be able to catch the anointing. Yes. You may not be able to just eat whatever you want to eat. Yeah. I believe that it is more important to live a fasted life than even to fast. Yes. And you may have to adjust yourself and adjust your food. Adjust your eating. You cannot sometimes eat everything that you ever ate at a certain level. You know, one day I saw this lady. She was going to, I don't know where she was going, on a plane somewhere outside. When she came back, she said, how was it? Fine. She never ate Anything till she came, she took her banku with her and had the banku on the plane, had the banku in America, had the banku in Germany, everything, and came back. Never anything. She cannot eat rice, bread, nothing. Look, there are places you have to adjust. Oh, yes. You know Beverly Hills. Have you heard of Beverly Hills? I was there one time. Oh, yes. I was there one time. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, I was taken to a restaurant. I will not give you the details. In Beverly Hills. Yeah. Beverly Hills. And I tell you, you see, if you have not adjusted to certain things, you cannot eat what was there that day. Yeah. And sometimes God is training you to adjust you so that you will not be a pure local agent. <laughs> local champion. <laughs> eh? Pure local champion. Some small internationalization to help you. Yes. I, I always remember the Beverly Hills. It was, it was something. It was something. Yes. I, I, I will not give you the details. Yes. But you need sometimes to adjust. Adjust. You cannot carry banku for two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> two weeks of banku supplies. <laughs> As the luggage, that's the luggage. Instead of having clothes or certain things, banku is in your, your hand luggage. <laughs> airport to airport with the banku.
Sometimes to be with a, a great person, you need to adjust. Otherwise, you can't be there. Yeah. And it, it shows respect. And let me just give you the last one. And sometimes you have to adjust your name. Your name. Yes. Sometimes your name. The Bible says, unto whom the prince of the eunuchs gave names. For he gave unto Daniel the name Belteshazzar, and to Hananiah of Shadrach, and to Mishael Meshach, and to Azariah Abednego. He gave them names. Yeah. And your ability to receive a name reveals even respect for the person who gave you the name. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Because a person who names you is your father. Yes. So sometimes, sometimes all these adjustments, there are people I've given names to, they didn't appreciate the name I gave them. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Adjusting to food. You know, I used to drive through London and see all these castles. They have castles, Buckingham Castle, this castle, this castle. One day, I was invited to a program. And I was to have to stay in the castle. The castle I was staying was next to um, Parliament, all those places. Big castle. Oh, yes, in real life. Eating in the castle, sleeping in the castle, and drinking in the castle. Yes. Now, at almost exactly 4 p.m. was time for tea. Yes, tea time. Yes, tea time. Yes. So they called all of us, and we went outside to the inner courtyard of the castle to do what? Drink tea in the afternoon. Now some of you you don't drink tea. So how can God take you to such a place? Yes. How can God take you to such a place? So you, you come and they try to teach you how to drink tea and you make a funny comment. Hey, this man is a white man. Oh, this one, this and that. Hey, whatever. We are hungry here. We need whatever. This and we need Milo. How does it help us with this tea? We need a lot of milk. We need this. You would have been asking for Milo. Or even real food. There are places you have to go and be hungry. Yes. Your adaptation to the king's food reveals your respect for him. There are people I've given food to before. I've taken them for dinner. They despise the food that I gave. They said, is it not stew? What is this food? This and that and that. They made them. And I said this the last time. I never took them for any this thing again. Yes. Never. Never. He said, but this is not stew. How can we eat stew and bread? 
That's what they said. Stew and bread. Stew and bread. Sit down. You see, God wants to take you to many places. He wants to release you to many places. And your local champion bushness, it must go out of you. One time, I was in the Middle East. Yeah. And when you go to the Middle East, you'll find out that you will understand communion. Yeah. When I preach in the morning, on the afternoon, whatever, they said, tonight is the feast. Tonight is the what? Feast. And they said, ask this pastor. He was here last year. You will eat uh, and you'll be full. Middle East. Yes. So, I said, I prepared for tonight. When I went, yes, there's nothing like rice. There's nothing like kinky. There's nothing like even potatoes. Yes, that's when you understand that when Jesus said, take this bread, they broke the bread. It is bread, that flat bread. That's the feast. With other smaller, smaller, smaller things, plenty. So I was there then I just whispered to somebody I came with that. Is this the status or they said, man, or that is coming? <laughs> hey. And I realized that this is the main thing. So I said, Charlie, I'm flowing. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. You will understand. And you will understand even if you go there, you will understand when they say, uh, when Jesus said that and the bridegroom came at midnight. They don't do weddings in the day. The wedding is from evening. Yes, we are invited to a wedding. It's a night program. Oh, yes. In the middle is there. Wedding is an evening program. So, let's say seven, eight. So, when the bridegroom comes at eight, it's like how we do a wedding. Say that the wedding starts at one. The bride will come around three, four. Uh, it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> at midnight, there was a cry. Ah, he has come. And then, yeah. Yeah. So, the bread, that's when I saw that. The bread, take this bread. And he broke the bread. And he gave, said, take it. This is my body. That's the main thing. That is the food. Oh, yes. And I, one time I decided to learn how to eat those things. Yes. So there are certain places when I go, I behave like an Arab. So bring this, bring that. I'll be mentioning the names of this. Wow. Yala, yala, yala. Shukra. <laughs> Don't join the people who speak behind the important person's back laughing at the person, when the person is honoring you with his presence. Yes. One day I was sitting at a table with Yongi Cho. You see, when we go for dinner, they choose where we should sit. And that day, it was actually the first day, they made me sit by him. I said, wow. The food, eh? He, he, that was the, I think that was the day he said that if Adam and Eve were Koreans, all this trouble would, would not have happened because they would have eaten the snake. But yeah, we eat snakes. I mean, they kill them right now and eat it. Yes. 
So, when you see the food, different, different, different things. I don't know what it is. And Yongicho was sitting by. He was eating happily. And I've been honored to sit by him. What do you do? And you say you want rice and stew. You want chicken and rice. There's, there's nothing there that you can say this chicken, this, this. You can't tell what it is. They have been cut into different ways. And I've been told that if Adam and Eve were Koreans, if all these problems would have to, I had to dish some of the snakes and other things and put it on my plate. Hey! Oh, yes. You respect Daniel and his guys. They had to eat the king's food. Yes. And not say that the king's food is smelling. It's like this. This is a white man's whatever. Meaning, what is this? This and that. You know, there is a certain lowness. God wants to bring you higher and show you greater things that you don't know about. And there's always a day, the first day that you learn something. It's the first day. One day I sat on a plane, an Arabic plane. Arabic plane. Yes. When I sat there, I asked for the Arabic things. I said, where is this? Where is this? Where is this? They said, we don't have it. They said, oh, why? That's what I'm expecting to eat on this plane. It's an Arabic plane. (laughs) Yeah. I've learned how to eat all those things. So, adaptation. May you adapt yourself. You get it? God is changing you. Local champion like you, he's making you an international diplomat. He's taking you to the whole world. He's taking you to different places. He's making you something you are not naturally. But he's making you that thing. And you have to know that it is actually a sign of your respect for God, for his plan for your life, for you to adapt rather than to sit behind and make comments. Yes. So my father called me Kofi. Now you get up, now you call me John. Kofi is born on what day? Friday. Yeah. What I mean, how can you change my name from Friday born to John? Meanwhile, the reason they gave you the name was because you are beloved. That's why they call you John the Beloved. And it has rather annoyed you. It has rather annoyed you and stirred up a way of talking. Please let us beware, you see. It's a way of talking. We have to realize that what you do is done to you. There is a way of talking behind your back. That will also come. One time some people left the church. And when they left, they put my tape in. And they said, look, 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 look at what he said. They were praying. I was preaching about lawyers. I said, look at it. They were mocking me. Look at what he's saying. Look at what he's saying. Look, look at that. Yeah. What you don't realize is that how you are, you know, and the, a way of talking, that's how people talk about you behind your back too. 
Hey, what, what is this? Why this? All those complaints, all your members are like that. Everybody is like that because that is how you are. And that's what you are teaching them how to talk. You must be someone who you've come, they've given you something to eat. They've even given you a name. Ah, what an honor. Or there's an adaptation you've made. What an honor. Rather than speaking behind, speaking your words are like that. Like pointed metal darts that are coming. You should realize that darts will be coming back to you. Yes. So, adaptation for the ministry. Lift your hands and pray to the Lord right now for respect to oh, be yes. given to you. Paramasa Boshadalama teach you about respect for the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Maladinomos, Prenes Tenonosh, Oh, Madikabalenemi, Achinimo, Lasse, Dinama, Chinonolo, Rakachene, Menedara Namoshian Taraba, Oh, Lebranin de Shidabolo, Chinanaman, Achinemoko, Silebaha, Rede, Chinobo, Alemande, Kapalenena, Oh, Jelabaha, Site, Achide, Kaba. Be seated.
I want you to take out an offering right now. Take out an offering to the Lord. Now, I have a little book here. It's called see it here. Now take your offering and let's pray over it. Father, thank you for the gift that we present tonight. We are grateful for your blessing and your help that you give to us in the mighty name. Jesus. Amen. Adapt yourself. This is what the Lord is saying. Adapt yourself. Adapt yourself for greatness. Adapt yourself for ministry. Adapt yourself as a sign of respect for the call of God that God has placed on your life. Adapt. Adapt. Change. Change everything. God will use you if you adapt. God will honor you if you honor him. Adapt to what God has called you for. Yes. What if you have to even change everything about yourself? Adapt. The vessel changes and adapts to receive a great oil and a great grace. Everybody has a day that he learns something. You know, one day I sat on a plane, Qantas. I've not used it before. When I sat in the plane, I didn't know anything of the things. I, I, I didn't know what to do. I called the lady. I said, how do you do this? And they showed me. And I said to myself, I will always encourage people that there was always a first time for everything. First time for everything. Don't be worried. I told somebody, when you go, you don't know, just ask. Just ask, what is this? Don't be shy to ask. Even as a doctor, I learned when you are doing word rounds and there are things, people mention big, big words and you don't know what is. Ask, well, what is that? Well, I don't know what you are talking about. Yeah. Adapt yourself. Otherwise, you'll be left behind. The one who adapted himself will, will be chosen. The one who was somewhere will be as, oh, sorry, it's too whatever for you. We'll leave you out. Yeah. You know, when I was in Korea, you know, at first I thought I was the only person who wouldn't eat the Korean food. But one night after they took us to eat, I came and said, I'm going to look for food because I couldn't. When I entered the lift, all the other board members were also in the lift and said, we are all going to look for food. I said, wow. But at the table, everybody was flowing because you have to flow. You have to respect the event. And you have to eat things. 
more to spot, more, more, more. Try. Then you eat. What will you do? Yes. But of course, they were not full. Uh-huh. Everybody has the first day that he becomes a gentleman. Everybody has the first day that she becomes a wife or a husband or to go somewhere. Don't feel shy. God is taking you on a journey. If you are humble and you adapt yourself, yes. One day I was analyzing two people that worked with me and I realized that this one who didn't go to any famous school is the more adapted of my bishops. It become more international. This one who rather went to whatever, they don't, don't change because of pride. Pride does not let you adapt and humble yourself and flow and learn. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You must grow in your adaptation and realize that God is training you. If perchance, he will use you. Perchance, he will use you. Yeah. You know, one of the reasons why your ministry doesn't grow and increase is because you don't travel to so many places. Yes. You know, one day when I was in Tulsa, I came back and I called my mother. I said, look, when I was in Tulsa, everybody there, the Kenneth Hagen, his wife, his husband, the children, everybody is in full time. And I wanted my wife to be in full time. I wanted everybody. I learned it by looking. I said, this is the right thing. We should all be in the work together. You see it, because I didn't know that. I had not known that experience. God changes you by taking you places. And as you go places, you can't go to places unless you are ready to adapt. Yes, you have to flow. When I went to South America, a church, there's nothing like the service starts at nine, you preach from nine to this, to this. From the morning, it starts, it goes to the evening. People come and go, come and go. There's no like first session, second session. It's a session. The whole day is a session. So like how we are preaching now, some of you will go out, others will come in, another person will come and preach, then go continuous. And I mean continuous. I was with one pastor. He said, I've never seen anything like this before. I said, yeah, it's a new thing that we are also seeing. I've also not seen some before. People are always moving around in the church because they are coming or going. Adaptation. And I had to adapt. So when I came, I said, What time have I said? We, we don't, you just be there. You'll be called. <laughs> and I'll be there and they call. You are on at two. Wow. You are on again at seven. Yes. Thank you. So when I go to tomorrow, I said, We don't know. You'll find out. There's no program. <laughs> Beautiful. Huh? You'll be traveling soon. Amen. I said, You'll be traveling soon. You'll be traveling soon. In Jesus' name. Lift up your internet. This seed you are sowing is for 10 international tickets. As you sow this seed. May God give you 10 international tickets to 10 international places which will be 10 forms of training for your ministry. 10 forms of training. You are no more going to be a local champion but an international champion. In Jesus' name, lift your offering.
Father, thank you. We bless you as we present this offering. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please come to the front and place your offering. You can give by Momo. Receive 10 international trips. a small change in our, I don't know what time you've been given, but tomorrow morning, we're going to start at 6 in the morning. So, adapt yourself. Adapt yourself. So, by around 6.30, we should be in full swing. Early morning, and then there will be a break, and then another session. So, early morning is the move. Please, if you are driving down this mountain, you have to be very careful because of the fog. A lot of danger and a lot of dangerous things in the morning, in the night and all that. They are very, very dangerous. So you, you can stay on campus, but early morning will be uh, taking off for a powerful session. And, you know, after this conference, I, I know that your ministry is going from glory to glory. Amen. You, you'll be having mountain-like churches. Mountain-like churches. Yes. Mountain-like churches. In the last day. Let's look at that scripture as we close. Isaiah 2, verse 2. 1, 2, 3. It says, in the last days, the 
house of the Lord, the mountain of the house of the Lord, house shall be established in the top of the mountains. Your church will be the Lord's house and it will be a mountain, a mountain. The mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations. Receive an international ministry, a ministry of all nations. Receive an international ministry, a ministry of all nations. An international ministry, a ministry of all nations, all nations, all nations, all nations, all nations. Father, thank you for this blessed all nations, mountain-like churches that you have given to us. We give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. And everyone shouted, Amen.